evolution.org episode 579 today we're going to talk about which ancillaries require during steroid cycle so look you're running a steroid cycle and you're putting one together and you need you know everyone wants to know what ancillaries to run and we see people post threads all the time i'm running this cycle i'm running that cycle this is going wrong that is going wrong and then people will come back and say, well, why didn't you run this? Why didn't you run that? And the person is going to be like, well, how are they supposed to know? It's like my most people get into steroid use, not by magic. Usually it's like a friend that you know tells them to use steroids. And the friend doesn't know shit about steroids or how to run cycles. So they just listen to the friend. So they just run the cycle blind and they don't really know what they're doing. So it's hard to really come, you know, tell someone, well, you, sh you know, some people will say this. A few guys will say that. They'll be like, well, you know, that's your fault, blah, blah, blah. How can it be that guy's fault? This friend led him the wrong way. So very, very important to understand that and be patient, you know, with people who have these types of questions. That's why we do these podcasts, to be patient and teach you guys and gals out there how to do this stuff right. So first off, with... Anabolic steroids, the ones that aromatize, you need an aromatize inhibitor. And I'm bringing Mobster to first talk about. I'm talking about the aromacin and the Remedex. Those are the top two. You can keep Letro on hand in an emergency. But Mobster, talk about that. Yeah, we see this a lot, Steve. Uh, especially funny enough, I've I've said this a bunch of times. The person that come on the forum, they're saying that their nipples are itchy. They're saying that they've got bloat in their faces. You know, the cheeks are swelling and, and the neck seems to be thicker and whatever else. I feel like I'm holding water and I say, listen, I'm I'm looking down the list. I can see how tall you are. I can see how old you are. I can see what your cycle is. But I'm not seeing you mentioning an AI. I am not seeing an aromatized inhibitor. Why? And I think part of the argument, like Steve says, and listen, there's a... It's kind of ironic, Steve, in the age of the internet, and especially with podcasts like this, that you have to tell people certain particular things. But equally, I've stood at the gym counter, and I've mentioned this on podcasts, and I've mentioned it on the forums, and some of the conversations are inane and, and, and in terms of what people are doing and their, their kind of theories when it comes to anabolics and so on and so forth. From I can't come to the gym unless I give myself a testosterone injection. Literally, it's like a psychological thing where they have to give themselves a jab of test, then they can go to the gym. And that's sometimes what you're dealing with. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, the idea that you need to combat estrogen because because we know that your natural production of testosterone shuts down. We know because we do the research, <laughs> we've read the articles, we do these podcasts, that estrogen production then gets out of whack. And that certain steroids, wet steroids like Dilaranabol and so on and so forth, will add water to you. And so not only if you've got issues with estrogen, you're going to get bloat anyway. And therefore, there are certain things you need to do on cycle. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things we're going to talk about today is the, the, the awareness or lack thereof, and this is why it's sometimes missing from people's cycles, of the effects and specifically of orals, but injectables too, on your organs by using steroids above medical dosages, in other words, performance enhancing dosages. So we know that there's going to be an additional stress on the body. 
there's an additional stressor just from the training and the breakdown of muscle tissue. There's additional stressor just from the increase, and it doesn't have to be a huge increase. Even the protein, that you might need to consume more water and so on and so forth. And again, I think sometimes, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, <laughs> when Steve says some of these things, I'm thinking, that sounds like me. But I'm as guilty as everybody in terms of what seems obvious to me because I've been doing it a long last time, isn't always obvious to the user. And they are literally asking for assistance. They realize they've made a mistake. So they come to us for help. So listen, we get it. That's why we do this podcast. So for me, I'll give you an example, Steve. I've always been a fan of, and I say this a million times on the forums, I pretty much use an AI from day one. But do not wait until I see signs of issues with estrogen. I don't wait until I get itchy nipples. I don't wait until I'm bloated. I don't wait until there are other signs. I use something from day one, and I know what to use and how I respond to what I'm going to use, and I use it at a sensible dose like I do with my stacks, and therefore hopefully minimise the effects that anything like that's going to have on my body over the period of time of the cycle and, of course, over multiple cycles. Other people will wait until they see science, and I've never quite understood that. It's kind of like the horse is already bolted, motherfucker. You need to do something about it before it bolts. Lock the barn door. And in this, so that's an example for me in that particular case. To me, the, the, the that's another thing I see sometimes with this as well would be when it comes to ancillaries, have them on hand, have them ready. Do not wait till halfway through the cycle and you've discovered a problem and suddenly realize, oh, I should have been aware of this. For example, Steve's a great pro on this, so I'll throw this back to him. We talk about getting bloods, we talk about pre cycle mid-cycle and post-cycle blood tests. And why do we suggest these? Because we want to see the effects that a, a cycle and a training and a nutrition is having on our body. And if the signs are completely out of whack, way above what they will be, and they will be out of whack compared to a normal person, but perhaps not to someone on a cycle, we will jump in and say, okay, this is what you need to do. So I want we're going to talk about some of the ancillaries, including products like N2Guard today, but also we're going to talk about the reasons why and how you get to notice these things. And especially, Steve, I think about having them ready there. I have always been a, a great pusher of getting everything you need before you start the cycle. I've only done it once the other way when literally the products arrive three days before the cycle was due to start. Now I don't do that, Steve. It's always weeks in advance because there's always going to be that one chance that the particular product or the PED that you need or the ancillary you need isn't available at one time. And I don't want to be halfway through a cycle and suddenly realize I needed to be on an AI and I can't get hold of any. It's going to take weeks to get to me and it's out of stock or whatever. So definitely have these things on hand. But let's talk about specifically the reasons why we want organ protectors, today's example. Well, for example, the right kind of AI for you and so on, Steve. Well, let's get into what happens on anabolic steroids now. Number one, there's a good chance that your body weight is going to increase very rapidly. Um, Number two, and that's going to cause, obviously, heart strain. Number two inflammation anabolic steroids hence the name anabolic when you take a catabolic steroid what happens is it's anti-inflammatory so you might get injected with a cortisone shot 
boom, it's anti-inflammatory. You might take prednisone, boom, it's anti-inflammatory. All right? Now, make sure if you ever mess with those, you're going through a really, really good doctor, by the way. Don't just take prednisone that was prescribed to your wife a year ago and you're going to take it. Very, 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 very hardcore uh, medications. And you want to make sure that you're only taking them under a strict doctor's uh, con consultation on that. Now, anabolic steroids are the opposite. They're inflammatory instead of anti-inflammatory. So you want to take anabolic steroids uh, to fight off uh, some type of uh, pain or some type of injury where you get a lot of inflammation or or anything, anything having to do with inflammation or um, or acne or or uh, some type of illness or something that the doctor can't figure out to put you on prednisone and you'll feel better. But when anabolic steroids are the opposite, they're, they're anabolic. So all the inflammation hits your entire body, especially your heart. It's going to hit your kidneys. Um, your your body has to sponge and filter those anabolic steroids out. You're using these anabolic steroids at much higher levels, 5, 10, 15 times therapeutic dosages. So it's a lot of stress on your livers and your kidneys. Anabolic steroids are liver toxic across the board. Some more than others. Some of them are 17-alpha alkylated, so they're extremely liver toxic. But even injectable steroids are still going to hit your liver a little bit. Any foreign substance you put in your body is going to hit your kidneys and livers. That's just how it is. Your body, again, has to filter it out. Your body, those those organs are like sponges. I have to filter it out. So your heart's going to get a lot of strain. You're going to have higher blood pressure. Your cholesterol is going to be off and all this stuff. So really, you need a support supplement that covers everything across the board. And N2 Guard, as Mobster mentioned, is that supplement and it is the number one support supplement in the world. It's got over 40 different ingredients, and the ingredients cover everything. They have six or seven, at least, different supplements that help your liver. They've got five, six, seven supplements that help your kidneys. They got five, six, seven supplements that help your brain, your heart, your skin, your hormones, balancing things in the body. Um, things like antioxidants it's got vitamins it's got minerals it's got everything in there it's got things to support your reproductive system things to support your hbta while you're on steroids so when that you come off things are easier on you so it's very very important to use your support supplement into guard on cycle so if you're using a mild cycle you can get away with three or four capsules a day if you're using a moderate cycle seven caps a day you're using a more harsh cycle, Anadrol, Trend, Superdrol, Halo, any of these harsh steroids, even Winstrol, which is, which can get very, very harsh, especially at 50 milligrams a day and longer than four weeks, then it's a good idea to use N2Guard at, the, at 10 caps a day, which is above the recommended dosage. And that's going to help mitigate the side effects, make you feel better. Is it going to magically cure your cholesterol on cycle or your blood pressure? No. If you go into cycle and you already have blood pressure issues, then on cycle, your blood pressure issues go sky high. Then using N2Guard is not going to probably normalize your blood pressure as much as you would like. It'll definitely help. But if you're a guy who's already in good shape, you go on cycle, and uh, your blood pressure gets 10, 15 points out of range, taking the N2Guard will drop that back down. You know, it'll get your cholesterol levels 
more in line, you know, but it's, it's still, you're still using anabolic steroids. So you can't expect it to perform miracles, but you will expect it to help you out a lot. And people who have run into guard and have run blood work have seen this and you can run, you know, you can get your blood pressure checked every day and see the difference on cycle. When you're really deep into cycle and the side effects are really out of control, your red blood cell count is sky high. Your blood's like turning it, turning into oil, trying to move through your veins. Your heart's pumping a lot more. You can run your blood pressure off of N2 guard versus on N2 guard and see the changes that go on with your blood pressure, the improvements, 5, 10, 15 point improvement in your blood pressure. See the cholesterol improvements, 10, 15, 20 point improvement in your cholesterol. These are these are the things that N2 guard will do for you. So it's very, very important to definitely stock up on N2 guard ahead of a cycle. It's going to help your cycle overall. and going to help you perform better in the gym. Mobster? I'm actually thinking if something else, Steve, and I know that we discussed this, but I will talk about that as well. So N2 guard for me is an absolute must. And I think when we talk about ancillaries, people will tend to think of other performance enhancing drugs, medications, and so on and so forth that we're using for, to assist us with a cycle. But absolutely, we've done podcasts on N2 guard. We know what's in it. We know what the ingredients are. We know how they assist the body. And again, something I've just touched upon is literally the, the idea of how the body's going to respond when we've, we've just done a show about changing cycles and so on uh, halfway through because you wasn't aware of how stressful it was or, or something's come up, this kind of stuff. I mean, the thing of it is, and my kind of training, and I'm thinking my competition training, has at times, <laughs> I've described feeling like a beaten up old man because I'm training almost to the point of stupidity and trying to literally overtrain. And as I said earlier on, whether it's a poor diet, whether it's much higher than normal protein intake, whether maybe training like that and, and using PEDs, but there's a heat wave. If you, just a few weeks ago, 115 degrees in Texas, training in that cut, the stress is on her body. And that's without getting into pollutions and work and God knows what else you guys are doing out there. So that's something. N2 guard for me would be an absolute must in that situation. So it's, it's, it's almost, Steve, I'm just like I've given us, and I've got my stuff laid out on the table. This is what my cycle's going to be, and Enzu Guard is in there. I will actually add something else, Steve, and it's funny enough, by the same company. And originally, if you'd have asked me back in the day, I'd have said no. But, but as I've learned and got experience with stacks and cycles and training and so on and so forth, I actually see its place. So another product that they produce is HC Generate, and this is – for all intents and purposes, a testosterone booster. Now, logically, you're taking some form of testosterone and you do a stack. So why do you do that? Because there are other elements to products like N2Guard and HC Generate that are going to help you recover quicker. They're going to, for want of a better phrase, plump your balls on cycle and so on and so forth, which is super important to some listeners, especially if you do see a vast reduction in ball size on cycle, which a few of you do. And so, therefore, any of these kind of products become requirements. We become necessities. They're almost like a say, You line up your PEDs and there's N2 Guard and there's HG Generate. And they're almost a given. I would actually argue N2 Guard especially. Because we've actually discussed this in other shows when we talk about, and as I just touched upon, not just the fact that you should be training like maniacs, 
not just the fact that you've now pushed your protein up to beyond 200, 300 gram protein a day for some users, and you are using way above medical dosages for the performance enhancing drugs, and especially if you decide to go towards products like Superdrol or Trend or whatever else. And, and that's without getting into, you know, orals and the effects on the liver and all these kind of things, right? You are deliberately asking your body to do something that it doesn't want to do, and you are deliberately trying to stress it as hard as you possibly can. This is exactly what you should be doing in order to grow. We talk about sensible stacks, but even a sensible stack is still going to be above higher than normal medical use levels in order to create an anabolic environment, which is a stressor, and that's without everything else that's going on in your life. So for me, NCU Garden and HG Generate will become a must because I absolutely want to feel the best I possibly can. I want to be as healthy, even though I'm stressing my body, as I possibly can, and I especially want to get my body back to normal and recover and be as healthy with those post-cycle bloods, like I mentioned earlier on, the moment my cycle is over, the quickest I possibly can. Here, here's a great thing for you guys. Now, I'm 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 keen, uh, very rare for me to do more than a couple of cycles a year, Steve, but some of you want to do more. So we would typically recommend two or three shorter cycles. The quicker you recover, the quicker your numbers come back down, the bad numbers, the quicker your bad cholesterol numbers drop, the quicker your creatinine levels drop, the quicker positive testosterone levels seem to be getting back up to normal levels, the quicker you can go back on cycle. That that right there, Steve, is a reason why you should have ancillaries like N2 Guard in your sack. What do you think on that? Literally quicker recover, shorter PCTs, back on cycle sooner. Even if it's, you don't need to, but what do you think on that, Steve, in terms of those that do? Yeah, and it makes a big difference. And, you know, the truth of all of it is uh, if you're running like AC generate, for example, it has ingredients to help with your cholesterol too. So these herbals that are in it, all these natural herbals do other things. As mobster said, they don't just do what, what you think. So um, it can, it'll help your libido, it'll help your erections, it'll help all the stuff on cycle. And it'll give you, you know, more of um, actually does a good job too of binding to SHBG as well. So actually make your cycle run better it'll make the steroids actually more potent on cycle so you can actually run a little less steroids and get the same amount of, of effects so that's one of the advantages as well to using ac generate but n2 guard absolutely is a must you're not going to feel good um on on n2 guard um and without n2 guard i can tell you that because there's a lot of things that can go wrong when it comes to steroid use um now, as far as other ancillaries, we talked about the AIs earlier. Now, it's important not to overdo your AIs. And um, this is important. Most of you who listen to our podcast know this already, but if you are kind of just getting into them right now, welcome. But we talk a lot about this as well, and this is a misnomer out there. Too many people don't run too much aromasin, too much aromatics, or they'll run too much Letro and they'll slam their estrogen too low. So you got to balance your ancillary. So how do we do that? That's another good question. Experience over time will dictate um, how much AI to use. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. You can confirm that with blood work. If you go into my 
signature on the form on every post I have. I have a link on how to get blood work done. You can go get blood work done when you're on cycle and see, well, I'm running this much on this cycle and I'm running this much aromasin. And then you run blood work and you're like, wow, everything's balanced. My blood work looks good. Everything's in line. Boom. That's not perfect dose. I'm going to stick to that dose for the rest of the cycle. You run blood work. You're like, oh my God, my estrogen's low. What the hell is going on here? That tells you you're running too much of an AI. You got to back off the AI. Maybe stop the AI entirely for a week or two and then get back on it at a smaller dose. You do blood work. Oh my God, my estrogen's too high. No wonder my nipples are a little sensitive. No wonder I feel bloated. No wonder I'm retaining a lot of water. Well, then that means you've got to increase your AI. Now, if your estrogen is completely out of control, then that might mean you need to back off of your testosterone dose or your dianable dose and get your estrogen more under control. Maybe even stop taking testosterone for a week or two and then get back on it at a lower dose and then go from there. So you really have to use the blood work to your advantage. And that's going to be very, very crucial to do. Um, you know, and, and yeah, then basically that's, this is how it works. It's all about balancing things in your body. And, and then you go from there. What do you think, Mobster? Absolutely, Steve. I mean, as Steve, Steve, Steve is way more of an expert on blood tests and blood test results than I am, but I had absolutely courage, especially you Americans where ironically, Steve, we could get them here in the UK, but it's relatively expensive, and we certainly can't get them on the NHS. Uh, whereas privately, as I said, it's quite, way more expensive here than it is in the States. Steve does a great code for blood tests uh, via the forums, and it brings it down to a proper, sensible price. And this is why we encourage it. Look, uh, it takes a lot of experience, and I'm fortunate in that particular regards, to have a good idea how your body's going to respond. But if you lack that experience and if you're not aware necessarily of the results or, or the effects that certain things are going to have, listen, if you've never done a steroid cycle before, it's all new, absolutely all new. And a good example of this is we talk about uh, testosterone levels and you go, okay, but did you do, that was the after the, did you do one before, did you do one during? So what was the number before you used any PDs? And so on and so forth. And if you don't know those numbers, if you haven't gotten aware of this, if you lack the experience, and it might even be, see, sometimes it's an individual response to a particular AI. We, for example, say, oh, this is the one that most people use. This is the one that you can go to. This is the one you only want to go to if it's out of control, if your body's sort of completely out of whack, if the cycles run away from you or whatever. So... That, again, comes down to individual response. And a great experience means that you're going to have a very, very good idea of how your body's going to respond. But without that experience, then then you want a blood test. And another reason for a blood test as well, for example, Steve, is literally we say, this is there in black and white. You might feel like dog shit. You might feel like you need to de- used to use X or Y on cycle. But in reality, it's because you're tired. It's reality is because you won't get enough sleep. And again, we that's the reason why we do encourage the logs for that particular reason, because the blood test actually says testosterone levels are fine. Look at this, the, the, your LDL is fine. Look at it. You know, it's it's right on point. It's just because you're majorly stressed because you're going through divorce. You're majorly stressed because you're working 16 hour days. Well, of course you're tired. Of course you feel like run down dog shit. You're, you're still not going to feel like Superman on cycle. So, and, and so that comes from experience, but obviously the blood test will out. It will show you exactly what's going on in your body. And again, 
I think it's specific things, Steve. There's, for me, from the experience, I know because of the performance and hearts and drugs I'm going to use, what AI I want, how I'm going to respond, and therefore I'm going to have a very good idea uh, of, of, of what, what one to use. Now, if you don't have that experience, you won't have it. Simple. I'm also aware, as I said earlier on, that if I'm absolutely pushing my body into a place that no one else I'm going to compete against is going, I should be tired. I should be fatigued. I should be causing stresses in my body. I, for example, know when I'm overtrained. I know how my appetite is. I know what my sleep's like and so on. I know that pre-competition, I get anxious. I used to get literal adrenaline rushes the day of a competition. As I got more experience, those negated somewhat. But I would still be thinking 24, 48, 36 hours, whatever, before a competition about the competition. So I've got aware of how that I was going to be. And I actually kind of look forward to those things. But again, if you didn't have that experience you wouldn't know that that's how you're going to feel. And so all of these kind of things is the reasons why. Again, what about the facts? For example, Steve, dose, dose dependent. If I'm using 30 milligrams of an oil, my numbers should be better than someone using 50 or 100 milligrams, like some professional bodybuilders of D-Bulk, for example. And my markers for 100 milligrams of D-Bulk are going to be a lot worse than they would be for 30 milligrams a day D-Bulk. So absolutely for me, again, it, you. And this is again from the, from the podcast, guys, and from the articles that we have associated with the forums, and of course the forums and the logs and the questions and the threads that get asked. There is a ton of information out there, but please come on and ask. Check out that information. Talk about the cycle that you're doing. Talk about your body fat. Let us know if you've had blood tests so that we can advise you if, for example, and I put it crudely, Steve, you're a fat motherfucker. Perhaps a watery drug like Dynabol at 50 milligrams a day is not what you want to be doing. And if you are like that, another one, for example, Steve, and we have this from time to time, I'll let you talk about this one quickly. We get people that have already had issues with gyno in the past and they haven't done a steroid stack. So an AI, an ancillary, N2 guard, yeah, absolutely, guys, but perhaps... In this example, Steve, you, you want someone, when they start to tell you this kind of information, you say, listen, you actually probably want to lose weight and get in condition before you start the cycle. What do you think on that, Steve, before we finish up? Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, we talked about it on a prior podcast. Sometimes you have to change things up. And again, you can't be hard-headed. You got the four words, listen to your body. Very, very important. There's something going on in your body that's not going right, then it's time to change up your ancillaries. That's why it's important to come on the form and do a log. This way, during your log, you could say, you know what, something's going on here. I don't know what's going on. And we can kind of help you adjust things. You might have to adjust your ancillaries. Maybe you got to run into guard a couple more into guard a day. Maybe you got to run your AI a little differently. Maybe you got to run you know, something else, uh, switch it out. There's steroids too that kind of work together in a cycle. Reviron is another ancillary. What about that? If you're using an androlone, NPP or decadurabolin, if you're using an androlone, proviron is a very important ancillary. If you're not using the proviron, you could end up with issues. A big imbalance of DHN to DHT can happen in your body and that can cause side effects that you're not going to like. So it's very important 
to use provirin in certain situations, you might want to use provirin at 25, mil, uh, 25 milligrams a day. And you might want to up it to 50 milligrams a day. It just depends on your situation. So it's very important to come on the forums and do a log so we can kind of guide you through. And then you can kind of go from there. And if things go wrong, we can adjust. It's not the end of the world. We got to adjust things. The best cycles ever, the most, you're going to get the most out of your cycle if you're flexible enough to change things up and adjust your ancillaries and listen to us when we tell you to run this or don't run this on cycle. And then that can kind of make your cycle work much better. Mobster? Yeah, I, I agree with Steve. I'm going to finish up on this, guys. So listen, right? The great advantage of experience means I'm, I'm much more aware than a newbie of how my body's going to respond to certain PEDs, how I'm going to fulfill on cycle. Uh, Steve's seen a thousand blood tests, if not more. So he knows how certain PEDs affect the bloods. And we've done our own research kind of for you, for this podcast, so we know what goes into endogard that's going to help you on cycle. We know about the stressors. We talk about pollution. We talk about poor diets. And we know that sometimes it's just pure good old-fashioned personal experience, exactly how the body's going to respond, exactly how you're going to feel on cycle, and exactly what you need to do to get the best results. And this is what we encourage on all of these podcasts. I like to finish on a positive when I turn around and say, we want you to have the best results. We want you to feel, as I said at the beginning, Steve, I want you to feel like gods. I want you to feel great. I want. I don't want when we've seen examples of it just recently. See, I don't want you to get acne. I don't want your hair falling out. I'll shave that bitch, as I like to say. But if equally, if your hairline's great, if your skin's great, if your eyes are glowing, if you feel amazing, you're putting on muscle. The the mirrors looking back at you saying, "Who the fuck's this kick-ass motherfucker?" That's what we want your cycle to be like. So we want you to come on the forums. We want you to post in the comments. We want you to get the best results. And that includes how you respond afterwards and getting those nasty, horrible markers on your blood test back to normal as quickly as possible as a way of indicating your organ health, your overall health, and your response to the cycles being the best you could possibly want. And that's what we want for you as well. So look at N2 Guard, guys. Check it out. That's, for us, an, a 100% an ancillary that you think you should include, along with the AIs and anything else. What do you think that we missed out today? Is we be interested in hearing your opinions. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment apply.